welcome to season two of the ISC podcast. My name is Genevieve Stowe, and throughout this series, I will talk with industry leaders about their career journeys and what they've learned along the way. It won't just be me doing the interviewing though, there'll be cameos from the ISC team and even some ISC members too. Some of these episodes have been pre-recorded with a live audience. Therefore, some of the questions you hear will have come from ISC members themselves and we request your patience with any technical issues we might have had. In this week's episode of the podcast, I speak with Carla Maloof. Carla and I spoke back in August 2021. Our conversation focused on leadership, and in particular, leadership style. We also discussed how to bring the best out of a team and appreciating the dynamics between team members and the role that a leader plays in creating an environment that's suitable for all to thrive. We hope you enjoy this episode and thank you again to Carla and ISC Group sponsor, Barclays. Um, well, hi Carla, thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk with us and um, to share some of your insights on, on leadership. Um, would you be able to tell us a little bit about, about you and about where you are at the moment? Hi, Genevieve. Uh, delighted to be here today uh, with the Amazing Insurance Supper Club. Uh, I'm currently head of our financial institutions group in the Corporate Bank Americas Division at Barclays. Uh, we work with a range of bank and non-bank financial institutions, um, but I've spent most of my career as an insurance banker, um, focused on delivering corporate finance uh, solutions and provision of transaction banking services and working capital solutions to the sector. Um, so where are you sitting right now, Carla? I am in uh, about 20 miles northwest of New York City at my home. And this wow. is where I've been for the last 18 months um, <laughs> and excited to, at the opportunity to get back to the office, uh, hopefully in the near future. So you've been managing your team from home, like many people have, over what's been, uh, as everyone likes to say, unprecedented 18 months. Um, how have you been lifting up and inspiring your team over the last year and a half? Well, it's certainly a, a great question and, and something that I've thought about it, thought about a lot. Um, I think what I've discovered is that there are really different ways to motivate and inspire people. So not everything I do or say um, is gonna resonate in the same way. Um, so, I, so I think about how I can positively impact and inspire the team, but also at an individual level. So for example, at a team level, I think it's incredibly important to be very clear about goals and ambitions and, and their purpose, um, because these can, this really can inspire a, a better outcome. Um, I also like to use the word we. Um, it's, it's sort of cliche, but we are in this together and we're a team that has many different skills, diverse experiences, attributes, and all of those things come together to help us be successful. I think on an individual level, I often find myself having conversations that really boil down to encouraging or, or inspiring self-advocacy um, or self-confidence. So it's about helping someone find their voice to speak up or have courage in their convictions um, in whatever challenge is in front of them. Uh, I also think it's really important to show appreciation. So it's not just a please and a thank you, um, but really recognizing a specific business outcome 
sharing a great example of collaboration um, or demonstration of, of uh, values uh, that we espouse as a firm. Uh, I also, you know, finally, I think something that I've been doing a lot more in the last 18 months is, you know, being with the backdrop of my home um, and uh, being working from home, I, I try to share a bit more about my personal experiences and, and you know, uh, that can be, that could be good. It also can be, you know, opportunity to show some vulnerability, talking about openly, more openly, I think about resilience in the face of loss or or perseverance in the face of an ongoing challenge. I, I think this can make a real difference to an individual or at the team level. Uh, I, I guess ultimately it really boils down to, you know, me leading with confidence and conviction, but at the same time empowering team members to believe in themselves. It sounds like a, a, a very strong combination of ensuring that you're true to yourself and how you're leading your team, but also encouraging them to mirror that back to you and, and give them all the skills and the, the self-confidence they need in order to do that. So what steps do you take to make sure that you're leading in a way that's reflective of who you are? So I think about that in a few ways. Um, as mentioned earlier, I, I try to be very clear in my communications and as transparent as, as possible. Um, so I can project a sense of confidence and hopefully in doing so instill some confidence in, in others. Um, you know, I think whether we're in the office or working remotely, I always try to be present and, and, and be accessible to, to, to my colleagues. So previously it would have been walking the floors uh, when we're there in person, um, hosting informal lunches and, you know, um, more often uh, during the last 18 months, making sure I'm visible on video uh, when we have virtual meetings. Uh, and I, and I, I hope in doing so, I've also become a better listener and, and seeking feedback across um, my teams and, and sense checking really how others are perceiving my actions or reactions. Um, I also think accountability, um, my own accountability and that of others is an important feature in how I lead and act. Um, I've always been you know, really willing to roll up my sleeves and push boundaries where needed to help get things done. I, I suspect the latter is something I probably am much better at today than a few years ago. Um, and I think while I have high expectations of my teams, I really try to balance that with being a strong advocate and ensuring I'm providing due recognition and reward. So you kind of you you touched briefly on on the difference between how it was before when everyone was in an office, walking the floor, being able to see everyone day to day, and the experience that you've had since we've been working from home. Was that a difficult transition for you to maintain the leadership style that you wanted whilst also switching into an entirely different environment? I wouldn't say it was, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it was difficult transition, but it was a challenging one and a, ch and a challenge that I welcomed. I think it's, I think this experience has enabled me to really carve out time to think about how I'm leading people, um, if that makes sense, um, to really think about how I'm interacting, how they're, how they're perceiving me, um, 
you know, am I making sure on team calls that everyone is having a chance to speak? Um, you know, giving a floor to, to people who might not, you know, naturally speak out um, and, you know, doing this in a way that's a combination of, of, you know, team meetings, but also I think much more individual one-on-one -on -one time. So even if it's, you know, calling um, a few people just directly impromptu, having a conversation, just asking how their day is going. Uh, I, I tend to do that a lot more than, um, and, and be, but being deliberate about um, making sure that I carve out time to do it. It sounds like you've um, been very self-reflective and it's the behaviors that we discuss a lot in ISC sessions of, of how being a conscious leader can really, really help when you're, getting to know your team, but also when you're, when you're making important decisions. So, yeah, and if I could just add, I just thought of something else. I mean, I think something that I've done quite a bit is, you know, sort of catch ups with my peers and other parts of the firm uh, and also clients um, who are, you know, going through the same thing I am. And, you know, rather than, you know, we don't always talk about the business. We also talk about, you know, our interactions with people and, and, you know, and that way you can get new ideas and, and sort of test the waters with new ways to engage and motivate people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously as a leader, you're, you're making decisions and big decisions often a lot of the time. What's the most important driver for you when you're making those decisions? For me, uh, it's quite simple, really. Um, my sort of North Star um, and something that underlies every decision I make and how I conduct myself is integrity. So ultimately, can I live with the decisions I make day to day? And, you know, how I get there is, you know, ensuring I have the facts. Do I understand the purpose? Um, do I understand the outcome um, of the decisions? And have I really gathered uh, the full perspective of others in making that decision? And so as we hopefully start seeing a return to the office and the introduction of agile working policies, how can we continue to prioritize team development especially when you're thinking about carrying it through to those who might elect to stay at home for more of the time. Um, I know that it's a topic of discussion among many, particularly in reference to the informal knowledge transfer that often happens in the office. What are your thoughts on that and how have you been thinking about tackling it? So we're all uh, learning to adapt to a changing workplace and different styles of working. Uh, among other dynamics that arise during a crisis, which can impact people in different ways. And so no matter if we are operating remotely uh, in a hybrid or a fully in office environment in the future, I think I certainly have become much more attuned and will continue to be more attuned to individuals' perspectives, needs, and you know, with the you know, realization that what works for some may not work for everyone. So for me, it's really important to take the time to understand what makes people tick, um, how do they best learn? How do they thrive? Um, so I'm spending more time observing and listening to colleagues' goals and, and what's been hard for them. 
um, and ensuring they remain engaged and curious um, as well as actively participating participating and being heard. Uh, you know, there are so many ways to embrace learning and professional development these days. Um, so it can be learning and developing through interactive knowledge sessions, using online educational and development tools, engaging in work shadow opportunities, um, being able to attend client and colleague meetings virtually that are global in nature, you know, and leveraging networking and mentoring opportunities through individual or small group coffee chats. Um, there are so many robust avenues to ensure careers continue to progress. So we've spoken about team development and we've spoken about the importance of empowering your colleagues and team members to ensure that they feel like they can step forward and, and share their views and, and, and really be part of a team. But how do you ensure that a team as its whole, the individual parts, all fit together as well as possible um, so that it can be the best it can be? So I think, you know, for me, it's about reinforcing that the, the we in, the, in all of this. So we are in this together and that carries both accountability and reward. So ensuring that, you know, um, people feel that they have responsibility, expect accountability from others, um, and then also rewarding uh, through recognition. I think this is um, you know, a really important dynamic. I also, you know, one thing I'm known for is advocacy. And you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud that, really, that teams really know I have their back and they work hard. And so I owe it to them to listen to the challenges and concerns they have and help clear paths to the best of my ability. Um, and then when we're successful, ensure they're also recognized. Um, I also am a big believer, as I mentioned before, in, in accountability and ownership. So for example, when it comes to strategy, um, I think it's important my teams feel they are part of the bigger picture and they know and understand their roles. Um, and I think this you know, really can bring out the best in people. Yeah, and then one thing I think also I, I try to do as well is encouraging people to champion something. So, and I do this in particular with our juniors, you know, become known for something that you, you love to do, that you're passionate about and, and you can become the go-to. And that really kind of helps them focus on a, on a goal and, and also as a way of engaging others in, in something that they do really well. So I, I think that's really important. I, I also think that, um, you know, it's very important to debrief on successes and, and things that didn't go so well. So constantly um, creating an environment of learning from, from you know, what we've done and, and taking that to the next step task. And then finally, I think also, um, I want to encourage my team to challenge the status quo and speak up, but do it in the right way. Um, because we can really drive better outcomes um, when everybody feels like they can be heard. And I mean, it sounds like from, from what you've said previously that you've curated an environment where people would feel like they could do that. 
which I mean <laughs> from what you've been saying it sounds like the kind of team that can not only feel strong and confident in their own voice but ready to accept feedback from others in a way that's constructive um which is which is amazing you're also the leader of Barclays Win, which is your your internal gender network how can we use because a lot of organizations now have the internal networks and also you have the likes of ISC, IWIN, WIN, GIN that sit alongside our industries. How can we use networks like this to influence business results as well as our own careers? So I think, uh, you know, networks or employee resource groups are incredibly important. Um, you know, they're really the I, th I think the fabric of the culture of, 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 of a firm. And, and so, you know, I think, you know, leveraging networks, um, whether it's internally or with other, with other groups like the Insurance Supper Club is all about making connections, you know, connecting with people, finding advocates, sponsors, mentors, good listeners, uh, good challengers, um, uh, and and you know all of these dynamics I think can drive new ideas uh, for products and solutions. So you know finding synergies and 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 fostering collaboration for the benefit of a business objective or an ambition, um, I think is is um, something that you know a, a network or an employee resource group can really um, help drive. Uh, you know, I think from a career level, I, I think connections also create, you know, opportunities for new paths. Um, and so I, I really encourage people to, to, you know, find a, a group that really aligns to their passions, um, because you never know who you might encounter, right? You know, the encounter may be by chance, but you can be deliberate about being prepared um, for those new connections. And, and so I, I think that's exciting. And then I think importantly, networks and employee research groups have um, you know, given a platform and opportunity for people to develop a skill set or strength that you know, might not exist in your current role. For, so for example, you know, maybe you're not leading a team yet, but you could lead a work stream or you could lead um, a network. And, and, you know, this is available at both junior and senior levels and it gives great access uh, and opportunity for leadership that you might not have um, quite yet in your roles, in your, in your day roles. I guess also the, um, the external networking as well gives you an opportunity to really develop those peer-to-peer -peer relationships that you were mentioning earlier that have been important in working out how to make decisions and how to lead in a way that feels honest to you, which, which is great. I think it, it's useful to have internally, but great to have the external challenge too, because people in different organizations might view things in a completely different way to the way you've been taught to internally. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And, and I think, um, you know what's great also about just also the external networking is is you know you are uh, you know you might so for example in, in in my role I might be very focused in one area um, of a client organization but through the networks um, you know I'm able to I'm able to really um, 
you know, make connections that help me understand the client organization a lot better. And so ultimately that can foster new conversations um, and, and new outcomes, um, you know, that have mutual reward. Yeah, that's such a good point. The opportunity to learn from the opposite side in order to improve your own working relationship with your clients. Yeah, that's such, <laughs> such an important point. Um, I, um, I have one final question for you, which I actually haven't, haven't pre-told pre you, which is, yeah. um, what is, what is your biggest positive takeaway from the last 18 months? The thing that you've learned that's been of most value, the new relationship you've made or the new way of work that you've taken on that's been, been the most beneficial? So that's a good question. I, I think, you know, I think for me, the, you know, one of the most important takeaways is that, you know, we um, should be very proud of the outcomes we have delivered under very difficult circumstances. And, you know, it really speaks to the, um, the dedication and the commitment of, of every single member of, of my team. And, you know, and it really shows us that we can be resilient and, um, and, and that if, you know, we put our minds to something, we can really deliver good outcomes. Um, I also think, you know, I have learned, I think I'm a better leader as a result of these last 18 months, because I'm more in tune with um, individuals' um, perspectives and individuals' circumstances. Um, and so, uh, and I'm also more in tune with what, you know, makes me happy. And so I think that together helps me lead with much more empathy. And at the 